Well, hello there, and welcome to Further Every Day, the podcast where we deal with current event issues through the Christian apologetic lens. But as many lenses have a prismatic effect, we will be looking at the individual streams or beams of light coming through the Christian apologetic lens. We're all sitting in a chair, and uh, each one of us is going to deal with the apologetic issue from that slice. To my right, I have Jennifer this morning. Hi. How are you doing? Pretty good. All right, so Jennifer's going to be sitting in the chair of culture. Culture, yeah. <laughs> yes, you're in culture today. Welcome. Going to deal with the uh, uh, Christian counterculture that we need to bring and how we can be that positive change. And uh, to her right, we have Mr. Charlie. Good morning. Morning, sir. And uh, which chair are you sitting in? I figured I'd go with philosophy today. All right. You're sitting in the chair of philosophy. And to his right, we have Miss Nikki. How are you? I'm very good. How are you today? Doing all right. You'll be sitting in the chair of politics. All right. Politics. So with that said, this is going to be fun. Oh. You assigned me. I think that's great. She's got her game on. Okay. And to her right, coming around the table, we have for the first time today, Nicole. How are you, Nicole? Golf clap. (laughs) <laughs> Very good. Glad to have you. You'll be sitting in the chair of theology, looking at the reason why we believe what we believe, looking at the word. And today I'm going to be sitting in the chair of economics again. This is going to be a fun Shocker. one. Shocker. I'm shocked, <laughs> absolutely shocked to find myself in this chair. Can't believe you. But, um, <laughs> but as much as I love the chair of philosophy and, and, and politics, I will be definitely sitting in the chair of uh, economics today. This is going to be an interesting day, and if you have ch- uh, kiddos in the room, we might want to, you know, tread tread cautiously with what we're talking about because we'll be talking about social media and the the slippery slope that social media has presented. And this isn't a slippery slope argument. This is looking uh, from the ravine. We're, we're we're down the cliff and we're in the gorge, and we're looking at children uh, being being trafficked ultimately through the influences of social media. But let, let, let's let's go through some stories and just kind of baby step our way up to what's happening and how we've gotten there. First off, we've got a, a story from uh, CNBC. And the, the headline is, is that Facebook documents uh, uh, show how toxic Instagram is for teens. And due to filters, Photoshop, and man's propensity to compare oneself to others, that this, this quote from the story is really interesting. Jennifer, do you have that quote? Mm-hmm. Uh, 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. The researchers reportedly wrote Facebook also found that 14% of boys in the U.S. said Instagram made them feel worse about themselves. So that's one of the, the, the pitfalls in the nature of, of social media, but it's actually... I would argue the most benign, but just re- really quick, I, we, we have a lot of we have a lot of bulk to get through because th- this is we're, we're we're looking at today how serious social media is and parents how closely you should be watching your children. But just a short take on this around the room. I want to get the uh, uh, philosophy's quick hot take on this. What do we? What do we say to kids on a on a basic level, uh, on a on a philosophical level, when they see other people who are a doing better than them in, in academics, or maybe even just in the gym, they're doing better physically? What do we tell our children when they see someone who's quote unquote better off than them to to prevent wow. them from taking that hit? Or that it's an excellent question in. You really have to look at it in a couple of different respects. Number one, you have to look at it from a biblical respect. Where do you get that? We've talked about this before. Where do you get that intrinsic value? All right. But the second thing, I think, from a philosophical standpoint, it, it's the study of reality, if you will. What is the, the methodical look, and how do I interpret that reality? And I think what we need to do is, from a philosophical standpoint, we need to study what those people are doing. Um, we've got a lot of research on social media, and a lot of it is saying that it's bad for kids. Why? That's what needs to be really studied. Absolutely. So moving over to his right, Miss Nikki. Politically, they're talking about 
censoring fa uh, Facebook, Instagram, there's a lot of, um, how should I say this? There is a lot of government interventionism about to occur. How much of this should be government intervention interventionism versus, say, parental discretion what, what what is the government's role in limiting what kind of images are seen or what what's pushed around i think already you have a law that you cannot i mean you can't show children pornography there are certain things behaviors that are, are illegal to do with children so we already have that basis there the discussion needs to be made what you said what does the government take in hand and what do the parents take in hand I think, um, you know, we don't let children smoke. We don't let children drink. We don't let children drive cars. They're not ready for that. Are children really ready for this? It's really going to be controversial. And this is not going to be a one-sided political deal um, because it affects children in, in such a major way. So this is tough. This is going to be some tough conversations. And this is going to be some tough decisions. And I'm not sure because the Internet is so you know we can have access to it so easily uh, i'm not sure how what can be done and you can see why our government hasn't done much up to this point and so again my, and i i agree with you it's a hard line to tread my my take on that would always be and you, I, I want your opinion shouldn't the government be brutally swift to punish evil that way we can have our freedom yes 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 if 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 justice is swift, uh, then we can then we can do do a lot more. And I want to move move over to the chair of culture just for a moment here, and then we'll hit up theology. Um, culturally, when we see this, the it, it, the Instagram culture is how can we make ourselves look better on camera, and how can I exhibit myself as something that I'm not? What should the Christian culture be be looking for. We hear about body positivity. What about what about personal image in Christ? Well, I mean, I, I think that this is part of social media that everyone just widely recognizes this push that if you want to get likes on your posts, then you know you've got to have the low cut shirt or do the provocative dance or or pretty much everybody knows this. It's the elephant in the room. So we as Christians now have to take the hard line and say, hey, we're supposed to be different than the world. We're supposed to, they're supposed to be able to look at us and know that something is different. And I think one of the ways that we can do that is with our kids and limiting a lot of what they have access to. That's going to be hard on the kids and it's going to make them really ostracized from other non-Christians because of how prevalent social media is. But I think it's a step that parents need to really consider. I want to jump into that later. I'm not going to right now, John Arthur, but I want it. There is ways for parents to do that. Mm -hmm. For you parents out there, oh, yeah. there is definitely ways for you to jump in the middle of that thing to help your kids. And let me start it off by children do not need a cell phone by the age of six. Amen. Okay. Uh, just saying. But moving over to the chair of theology, when, when we look at people who are made in God's image, and every one of us is, when someone has a quote-unquote better physical image, what, what should the Christian response from the Bible be? I mean, shouldn't it be something to the effect of, Nicole, God made me just the way he intended me to be, and he's growing me and, and prospering me, as opposed to why am I not like this other person? We shouldn't um, for our worth and what we look like physically. Um, I, I like what Jennifer said. We're not supposed to look like the world. Absolutely. Um, you know, and so we, I think social media is a very worldly thing. Um, I think it can be used to glorify God, but it can also be a stumbling block. Um, and it can hurt you, and it obviously can hurt children, um, children especially young Christian children. Um, will, I think, easily fall into that, like, I want to look like this, I want to look like that, and can easily, like their peers, especially their second 
peers and um and strive will will want to strive to look a certain way and put their worth in their, their physical um uh what they look like physically but i mean in christianity that's not something we need that's not a priority at all and you know what's interesting is that the physical aspect of a person quote unquote beauty that can come and go that can that can go in a moment you have late bloomers you have early bloomers and we all go and into the have, dirt at some point and we have accidents and we have diseases and that's why i say you know i i think this really tends toward uh, an interesting discussion on marriage, which is not what we're here for. But when you take those vows, you might have married your spouse for the absolute beauty or handsomeness. But the thing is, if that's all you did it for, you're very short-sighted. Amen. It should always be about the person and the race that you're running together for Christ. Amen. And I'll move on to the economic side. And we're we're really going to get into this. If I, the primary thing that I see that's concerning is that you're you're looking at the meat, and that's what all and that's what the story is about today. Don't look at the meat; look at the soul. When we start to look at how our bodies look more, and we value that over the internal, we start to strip man of his inherent worth. And where this goes is not a pretty place. So let's move on to the to, to the next story, because and I'm just going to cite this article. I'm not going to get into the, the deep academics, but there's a NCBI study uh, uh, on social media's effects on on youth and academics, and there and we'll, we'll we'll have this posted in the description of the podcast. But there's a negative link uh, to. Social media use and academics, you, you, you see a corollary where obviously this addiction drives you down and there's, a, there, there's inconclusive evidence as to whether or not social media is like a drug in the brain. There, there are a lot of studies that have said there, there are and there's some studies that have come out and said, well, it, it, it's, it is different with distinction with the difference. I think it's about like a serotonin release, I think is the chemical that they found in social media like. Similar to some drugs, but Correct. it's not is a one-for-one. Is it one that or one. dopamine? Both. There is a dopamine hit, but, yeah. but, the, but the serotonin is a, is a factor as well. Um, I, I don't want to get too far into the weeds of, of the chemical right. reaction, but, but it's both. There's a reward center release with, with the dopamine, and the serotonin is, is a general feel-good. And, and that's the overall point I was going to make, is that it's showing that there is a reaction. Yeah, and there's a reaction. reaction. That's the key. And that's fine. I, I, I have no problem with the, with the reaction. It's the addiction to yes. that reaction yep. and looking for that like. And then the, there's another study. Again, we'll have this in the link in the description, but it basically puts, uh, uh, this is from a, a PLOS.org uh, article, effectively finding that there's a, that these findings suggest overlaps in networks underlying disorders of pathological consumption of drugs and natural rewards talking about pornographic images. Mm-hmm. So, and this is where it really goes to because the, the, the Instagram with the bikini and the twisted leg is just foreplay. Mm-hmm. It, let's, let's be real about this. It, yeah. it, it's sexual, right? It's sexual. And so, and that's, and that's where it's going and, and you can't have your cake and eat it. For the you can't purpose have of adults, driving the reaction. Correct. You can't have adults acting this way and not end up involving children. You can't do that it, because it inevitably comes out. And, and, and TikTok is a great example of that. And if you've been watching the news lately, you've seen that the UK, Ireland, and um, the EU have been going crazy with TikTok and their their handling of kids' private data, and there, there's a great case study from te- uh, TechCrunch.com did a quick article on the 15th of uh, September 2021. Ireland probes t- uh, TikTok handling of kids' data and transfers to China. They're considering slapping them with a violation, as is the rest of the EU. That's not the real story, though, because um, obviously it's a Chinese company. 
but let's talk about what happens with this data because because privacy data who cares mm -hmm. no privacy data is a great way to private data is a great way to single out vulnerable kids mm -hmm. yeah yeah for grooming mm -hmm. and where do you see a large part and i want to be careful here because i don't want to stereotype this but where is the large part of the sexual abuse that goes on in this world it's Social in asia media. well oh sure in, in asia and you know the thing is when you talk about human trafficking which we could easily delve into from this that's that is that's how this about. this is the beginning of it this is the start of it this mm -hmm. is how you you groom and inculcate case in point um the the, the, the there, there's three stories here and we'll 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 sum them up, but the Daily Mail uh, uh, UK had a had a little blurb saying that TikTok's algorithm promotes sexual content to children young at the as young as the age of thirteen, and uh, of course the algorithm is driven by engagement. No duh. If 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 a four, if a thirteen year old boy click and by the way something I really resent you know hey I signed up for Men's Health when I was thirteen and I learned more about anal sex. From there, from from just the things that came sure. in mm -hmm. to yeah. my inbox, yeah. it's like I didn't know that this existed when I was thirteen. I signed up for for workouts and diet, and yeah. I have this, and I have these headlines, these explicit headlines coming into my inbox. I had to, you know, unsubscribe, and 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 TikTok is even, it's on overdrive. Yeah, and uh, I would even, and I'll add one more. You haven't brought it up yet, so let me let me add it. OnlyFans. We're, 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 we're and I know we're there. probably going to go we're there. We're going to talk about OnlyFans because OnlyFans may have been started off with intentions <laughs> that were, weren't, that might have been neutral. Mm -hmm. I but disagree with that. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Sure. I don't think they deserve it, but sure. But, but, <laughs> but what we're seeing now is full on personalized porn. Yes. And, I think, and, in, in looking from the, from the political realm of this, I believe that. It's intentional. I think that sometimes it's presented to us as innocent mm -hmm. and we get involved with it, but really behind the scenes is intentional. And we're not going to go there, but I am going to touch on about the transgender thing about children who are very little and people try, you know, oh, do you want to be a boy? Do you want to be a girl? There's grooming that can com come into that. Well, what they want is a Addis Huxley Brave New World concept. Yes. Very, very open. Now, Huxley is an interesting case study because he saw the dangers, but he also loved. He wanted to play on the edge. He wanted to play on the edge, and, and he wanted a safe version of a brave new world. Of course, you don't get that. But that said, TikTok uh, is, again, going in, and it, 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 it's despite users' age being set in their profile. This is from the Daily Mail UK story. TikTok said they don't currently differentiate between videos served to adults versus children accounts. Because guess what? When you have this explicit content, it's very hard to draw a line. Other than a hard line, far step back. You can't talk about sex. You can't have your booty shaking. And so we'll, 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 let's throw this around the room real quick. Culturally, what does sexually explicit content do to our culture uh it destroys it especially sexually explicit content given to children i mean we're supposed to protect children as innocents and we're just bombarding them constantly um the girls are seeing these tiktoks and it's oh it looks like fun it looks like that's how you get likes oh hey that person on OnlyFans. Just bought a Mercedes because of selling pornography. I want that. That looks easy. She looks like she's having fun. She looks happy. And the boys are bombarded with these, you know, explicit images, which they just, it's, it's not something that they can, I'm not going to say it's not something that they can control, but it's something that is more hardwired for men to be attracted or drawn to those explicit images. It's much much harder, I think, for men to have that self-control to look away if it's right in front of their face. I would it, agree with that. It caters. It, it yes. caters to our fallen nature. And you take it a step further. 
you you're, you're absolutely correct, but I, I want to go back to the girls for just a moment and then to the boys. The girls, it tells, it tells girls that, hey, this is what I need to do to be liked by a boy. I need to put this much of myself out there so that I can find love. And I think that this is, I'm not sure if this, if, if this is a result of or if, if the culture that we're in is coming from this this idea of like destigmatizing being sexual and like de women's liberation taking, yeah, taking away like the shame of being involved in the pornography industry and i want to be really careful because if you know in churches we need to treat people as people even if they're porn stars that's still a human being and you need to treat them the same as you treat everybody else but i don't think that we should be normalizing working in these sorts of industries there should be some personal shame if you work in porn i'm i'm not going to shame you but you should feel that that's not something that's okay to do it's our business to be fruit inspectors nothing more and we should look at these people as potential trophies of grace absolutely well in the end there's not a lot of people that go through the the porn industry and come to the end of the life very successful, very happy, and satisfied. They may look at, oh, I'm successful because I have money and I have this, but most of them are very emotionally. Um, well, every every depressed. time, every time you, and this is not a conversation on marriage, but every time you have a sexual connection, you make a bond with that person. There yes. is a bonding, specific, especially for the women. And 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 that's where and that's a biblical principle too. And that's a biblical principle, and I just want to cut that back to boys. Boys are wired to eat that stuff up, yep. and what that's meant to do is draw the man. Just as the sexual contact bonds the woman to the man, the man is supposed to be bonded to the woman because of that. It's something that helps get over our human nature. It's that extra little oomph to get two people together to learn each other, grow up, and become developed humans, like as Christ does with the church. Yeah. But uh, I want to move over to the chair of philosophy. When we are looking at how sexual content is being purveyed as normal in the culture, what, what, is the, what is the teleology, the telos, the purpose for sex, in, in short, because we, we, we do need to get to this final, final story, uh, but what is the purpose for for sex and 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 for the body and and the beautiful the idealization of the body. So I don't want to jump into the theological aspects of that. I want to take a look at it strictly from a philosophical point of view. And if you think about it, sex has one purpose: reproduction. Period. There's there's no there's nothing else about that. That's why the transgender argument... I will disagree because <clears throat> women stop having children and so they don't stop having sex. So you, you must... No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. The, but, the but, purpose of it is strictly reproduction. I would say it, it, it's, it, it, has, it has two roles. A, to bring the man and the woman closer together. Well, I, excuse me. B, to bring the man and the woman closer together. A, for reproduction. Yes. And 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 the the pleasurable experience is a is a is it's a, a benefit benefit of having children, but if you can't have children, you still have that that, yes. that experience. But in terms of what is accomplished through that, right? What is accomplished through through sex? There's only one outward result that is visible to mankind, and that's reproduction. And that, that's, that's where I'm, I'm stating that. And that's where a, a hole is absolutely blown in the homosexual argument, in the transgender argument. And I'm not even talking biblical. We haven't even hit the theological aspect of this. We're just talking from an observable piece of reality. The reality is that it, the only outcome, the only visible outcome that you can see is reproduction so and <laughs> mrs she Nikki doesn't like shaking, the argument is shaking her head this will be a topic I, on the way home i can I, tell you right now because these two are married <laughs> it is it, it's, it's quite a it's it's quite a thing uh but I, I i actually have have a lot of sympathy for it is both 
but but um but he also has a sympathy for the for the argument I just made. The act of procreation <laughs> is a pleasurable experience if if the two are are actively yeah. seeking each other. And I'm just going to throw out go my, ahead. my opinion that I think Nikki is right. So moving just, on to Miss Nikki. Just because I, 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 think that, I think that, that sex is a gift from God used in the proper context to have children, but also to bring you know husband and wife closer together within the confines of marriage. Agreed. Let me just add to my argument here, because I know you're coming to me next, is that We're off the rails when, here. when God told Abraham and Sarah that they were going to have a child, and she was as old as what they were older, one of her comments was, will I know joy again? It had nothing to do with having children. Will I know joy again? It, it had to do with the pleasure of being with her husband. And remember, it's about a oneness between a man and a woman, and it is about relationship. So... Moving on to the political <laughs> aspect, you know, some people will say separation of church and state, blah, blah, blah. Uh, pornography can be on the billboard in front of in front of everyone. If, if you go and you look at our founding fathers, they prosecuted people for using expletives in public. We're talking Jefferson, Washington. They said, no, 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 no. You can't shout stuff like that because it is actively inflicting it's not shouting fire, it's shouting the F word. You, you it, can't do that. You can't do that. It's corruptive, it's deleterious to society. So what should the church's response be to pornographic images that are being circulated on the internet? How politically, what say does the, does the state have in that? Well, can we ban porn or can we Well, we're supposed prosecute? to ban porn from children. I mean, that's a law. You Agreed. Can't, you, how do you enforce that? But law? it's not working. And, and, so, and, and that's the question. The law is in place, but guess what? Effective laws or effective enforcement prevents bad behavior, and we're not preventing it. So my question is, is shouldn't a lot of these people get caught on child pornography charges and they're let out five years later? Politically, what should our response be to someone who's distributing child pornography be? Well, let me just say this one thing. A law does not promote morality. Morality should promote the law. And what I mean by that is you can have all the laws that you want, but if you're in an immoral, unethical culture, it's not going to build morality or ethics. That's the problem. And this where you can have all the pol policies that you want, but unless people internally see it as right and wrong, it's not really much policy can do. Yeah. Laws can be made, but will they be followed? Well, and, and so that's the issue is that we're not following the laws and we're giving the least strict. I, I, I think if you're involved actively in making child pornography, you should have your, you know what, ripped off if you're a man, and then fed to you, and then we kill you. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, it, publicly, I, it, people the need to understand. Would say. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So, <laughs> God mercy. Um, but no, I, it, you're you're right. If the laws aren't followed, who cares? And that's where we are right now. Mm. And, and let me just say this. This is a shortcoming, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it every week. The church is the one that makes the difference. Yes. It's when the, ch and the church has to clean up itself. Amen. I, I was going to, that, that right there is the right argument, because the issue is not being dealt with in the church. If it's not being dealt with in the church, it's not going to be dealt with politically. It, and that's the thing. We give people a pass for lesser sins. Yes. I, I agree with that. But I also think that, and maybe this is getting into the political side of it, so I'm sorry that I'm outside my chair. But I think that You're the laws the against, with Nikki. yeah, I think that the laws against child pornography are the the way to go about it politically. I I think that is yes. you know with, without getting into this issue of banning porn in general, I think that there's a way. Like in in my perfect world, if you want to have a pornography site, fine. You know, this is America as long as you have restrictions on it. And the second those restrictions allow child pornography onto your site, shut down. And they Gone. always do. And that's the thing. 
And that's the thing. That's my opinion as well. I, I agree a hundred percent. You can't ban speech, but you can ban or you can prosecute criminal behavior and criminal behavior always follows this garbage yes. as, as we'll see in a moment. Every, moving- every single pornographic site on there or in existence, I'm going to say that like blanket statement, every single one of them has something similar to this OnlyFans story. They've, they've Child pornography, the human, sa- uh, human trafficking. <laughs> Human sacrifice. Some of them. Some of them, yes. In in some ways, yeah, but some of them. But moving over to the chair of theology, when we look at pornography and specifically, specifically the 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 child pornography, how does that violate God's design? Because God designed marriage to be this image of one man, one woman coming together just as Christ and the church does. What does pornography do to that 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 allegory, that that analogy that God has created for us to see? What does pornography do to that? It spoils it. Um, I think that um, I think that it, it just completely spoils what God intended for men and women, um, and they won't want to find um, a spouse. I guess if they can find. Uh, you know, pleasure in other areas. And they probably don't see the importance of, you know, finding an actual spouse and having children. The only thing they care about is um, just finding that pleasure. Uh, and so... Self-gratification. Yeah, yeah. Instant gratification. Really? It's and, in the and moment. And isn't, isn't what she just said spot on right? Isn't that what yeah. our culture has done here in America? We've it, gone from a culture that believed in marriage to one that it, don't need it. And here's the thing. They have substituted God's gift for a shallow copy, oh haven't my. they? Yes. And 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 so that that, that was uh, what, what was it? Was it was it Paul Newman? Um, you know the the Sting and all those movies. Paul, Paul Newman. Someone asked him one time. and said, "Well, hey, why don't you? You're a good looking dude. You're in Hollywood. You could have every girl you wanted every night." And his response was, "Why would I have hamburger on the side when I can have steak every night?" Oh, nice. And I'm not married, but I'm going to assume, you know, it gets better as you get to know each other. Yep. And that that's what I've been told yeah, over and I, over I mean, again. I think that that goes back to the point that Charlie made earlier is like, if the only reason that you're marrying this person is because they're beautiful, that's going to wither and die. But if, if your marriage is built on something deeper than that, it will grow. Amen. If it's built As on pursuit of each other. Build with yes. each other. That's a good way to put that. If it's built on pursuit of each other, that's what, that's what Christ does with us. That's why it's so beautiful. It's the husband pursuing the wife and the wife giving herself to the husband and the, the two come together and they pursue each other. Don't get me wrong. It's not, not just one way. Mm-hmm. That's what's so beautiful about marriage, and that's what corrupts it. When you corrupt it with this extra, and, and by the way, this happens in marriage too. When you make an economic exchange, I'm, how do you like that segue to my chair? When you make it, <laughs> when, when, when you make an exchange, when you make an economy of it, where I get this for this gratification, yeah. you have destroyed that image of agape self giving of self that agape giving of self you've destroyed it by the way a lot of i I, i've met so many couples where i see that happening where the where one of them is only giving love or only giving sex based on you know gender if performative action has occurred that looks like the world folks but that's not what we're talking about I, 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 I do want to roll further into this story, but whenever you make an economic exchange for what God has, has provided, we are corrupting it. So let, we, we've, we've teased it enough. Let's go ahead and go to the last two articles. These two are both from insexualexploitation.org. Uh, I found a, really, found a good little gem there. I'll plug them. Uh, I don't know too much about them, but I like what they're doing so far as I've seen. Uh, their comment on TikTok... I'm going to kind of scroll down here. The Wall Street Journal found under an account that uh, they created as a 13-year-old, they were easily able to find videos promoting OnlyFans as well as other pornography and prostitution sites, despite the fact that this type of material goes against TikTok's community guidelines. This is something that if, if, if you're going to ban POTUS45 for saying nasty things, maybe you can ban child pornography, Amen. you perverts. Yeah. I'm just saying. But- 
let's go a step further. For those who don't know what OnlyFans are, and and Jennifer and I had a, had a had a little brussel about this a moment ago, and I and she she might be right. I um, but they don't deserve it. But, <laughs> Spoken but like a true OnlyFans. <laughs> well, here here's the thing. OnlyFans when it first started out. Some of my favorite gun tubers, gun YouTubers, were 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 on OnlyFans, and then they quickly removed themselves as they saw things really getting nasty. They thought it was a neutral platform. It's like eh, this no, is not a good platform. Not. We're going to leave because it is ruining our name, right? And so, so there were good channels that were on OnlyFans. I'm a cheap stinker. I never pay for anything, so I was never on it. But um, <laughs> they they uh, 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 they. They did think it was neutral. Some people did. However, it's become very apparent that now it is personalized porn. And it's a good example. But OnlyFans, just two weeks ago, this is from uh, insexualexploitation.org again. Like I said, we have two articles here. Um, People say that OnlyFans is just a consenting adults exchanging money for art, right? Quote, unquote. And we can talk about porn versus art. And there is a distinction with the difference. But it's clear that it's not just consenting adults. Uh, Two weeks ago, 101 members of Congress sent a letter to the U.S. Department of Justice demanding an investigation into OnlyFans for reports of sex uh, or child sexual abuse material and sex trafficking. Journalists shared with insiders information that the FBI opened a sprawling investigation into financial activity and a wide array of potential crimes of the multi-billion dollar company and its owners, and they were found guilty. Okay? These are not individuals. These are multi-billion-dollar corporations pimping children for pennies on the dollar in mass. And you know what, John Arthur? I think what one of the more so this podcast is for adults and and young young people. Children might be getting in on this. I, I want to bring out one very quick point. If you've got 101 members of Congress, that's almost one out of every four that is sending something like this. You probably ought to sit up and pay attention. Never that's correct. And that's the point I want to make. It's really sad that there's such an, an outcry, and <laughs> I use that word very loosely here, of 101 members doing something like this. I would dare say that was a bipartisan letter. And that ought to tell you as a consumer, it's this is not a place for you. It's not a it, it's not a matter of Democrat or Republican. It's a matter of good and evil. Yes, and I would think that if there's a hundred and one, there's policies coming, and I, I think I that's a threat. So. I, th- I would I would see that as this is letting that's you know. That's why they changed yeah. their policy. Then they backpedaled. W- less than what? Less than forty eight hours. It was like four days. Yeah, I mean that was. Distraction. It, correct. It, it was. Uh, we're so sorry. Whoopsies. Take the, that back. Well, and you know what? That was probably a bunch of lawyers getting together with the top brass going. Yes. No, we can fight this. That's we're, sharp. We're good. Yeah. By the way, uh, credit where credits due. Uh, incredibly, incredibly shrewd, but evil. Um, but moving on to the chair of culture. Um, let's 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 go ahead and talk about this for a moment. What always follows. After pornography, if you look at the decay of nations after adult to adult, male and female, and then after male and male, female and female, sin, what always comes next? Uh, pedophilia, bestiality, just it is it is the slippery slope. And, you know, people can can balk at that and say that we're exaggerating. But I'm, like you said, look at history. We're 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 in the valley right now, and yeah. we're sliding quickly I mean, we're, to necrof- necrophilia and and bestiality. You, we're heading you towards see it. That. Yeah, we see total that total just release of any limits on what should be. And and let me just tack on at the end here. One of the main reasons I hesitate to say that because they have actual child pornography on their site. But another reason that I absolutely despise OnlyFans and will never give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it, it, to to the people who are a more liberal leaning, you know, very pro-feminist, pro-woman, just OnlyFans does not care about them at all. They don't care about anyone who's on their site. They're in it to make money. They don't care about you. They don't care about your safety. In, in this article from the National Center of Sexual Exploitation, one of the creators from OnlyFans told them about 
messages from one of their subscribers that was sent to them. And I'm just, I'm just, if, this you, is have, harrowing. Yeah, if you have children in the room, please get them out now because this is not for them. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple seconds. Hit, hit the pause. Because this, yes, these this messages are awful. Okay. So these were sent to a creator on OnlyFans. I know where you live. I'm going to hunt you down. I'm going to kill your children. I'm going to rape you. I'm going to make your husband watch me as I hurt you. And then I'm going to kill you. And when this creator submitted these comments to OnlyFans, their response was that rude messages did not violate the guidelines and the subscriber would not be removed. Are you kidding me? That's not a... Are you... So this, that's not this, a rude message. That's a threat. Yeah, this this really it challenges my Christian morality to not hate people. <laughs> so honestly, and and, and, I, and that's it, the thing I struggle with that. And that's the thing we we, we you see, and that this is because this quote unquote creator, this this prostitute for the camera, refused to meet up with a guy and have sex. That's what the what the story is in the article, and. Whenever you see this stuff crop up, evil comes. Evil comes. There's no good that can come of it. And the sad part is, you report that to the police, you report that to, be, to the FBI, what's going to be done Nada. in our defund the police movement? Nada. So, and, and, and that's the thing. It, it, they are not your friend. Moving over to the chair of philosophy, we're seeing... The purpose of this, aren't we? The, the enemy has a purpose. Oh my! And where does it inevitably lead? Absolutely. Uh, and and you know what? Culturally, it is destroyed. It is ruined. It is there is nothing left because if I want I want people to think about something. Do you honestly want pedophilia? Do you honestly want Bestiality. Because guess Do what comes from bestiality? Necrophilia. Guess what? We've had the Black Plague come. It was it, it, to our shores in the last ten years, and it was linked to a Day of the Dead ceremony where they exhumed the bodies, had sex with them, and then we had the stuff come over. Guess where those diseases come from? Leprosy. Yeah. There's a there's a strong argument to be made medically that leprosy comes from originally it originates from sexual malfeasance. That is a rabbit hole we do not have time no, for. No, 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 no. But <laughs> but 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 a lot of these diseases there's a there's a significant uh, per, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that that comes and and so let's move around to the political chair when you have and, and I'm going to go totally south on you here when you have activities that create disease like bestiality, like, and that's where we're going. Isn't it the government's job to reduce the negative activity that does that, let alone talking about protecting children? Well, then you're also saying that it's their responsibility to mandate vaccines. You understand what you're just, Ooh, what you just no. did? Ouch. No, because, because, because one, is a, one is an active crime and okay. the other one is a passive decision. If I decide to do something with my own physical state, that is one thing. However, children and animals, and that, animals have a certain amount of rights. You look biblically, there is a punishment for mistreating animals. Well, and of I, course, you know, the, the punishment was also death. against the law to engage with animals. And as a matter of fact, I just not read in an Texas. article. I just read an article not too long ago about three men that were arrested for bestiality. But, and it, it's very interesting that you said, but remember something. We can go on this again. We already have laws that are on the books. Okay? We already have laws. Do we need more laws? We can make as many new laws as you want. Until we have a change in morality, which comes through the church, we can make Agreed. law after Agreed. law after law. What's coming, what's coming is dictatorship. And that's where we're heading because you have a confused society and that doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. I don't Absolutely. think we have a confused society. I think we have a, a group of people that are truly bent on destroying this country. 
and well, everything it stands for. So we we there is a an active enemy that is pursuing us and is trying to bring down the quote unquote social norms. However, I think society by and large, ninety nine percent of people are confused. Mm. Uh, and, and and by the way, the church is very confused. You, you look at it. What is it? Four percent of quote unquote Bible believing Christians in the United States are not Bible believing. They don't believe that the Word of God is inerrant. Only four. I think it's higher than that. Um, well, maybe four percent admit it. So I need to go. I need to go back and 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 look at that stat. But it was low. It was low. I think the best thing. And, and I tell you what. I heard a message this week with Tony Evans. God needs to clean out the church. Listen carefully. God's going to bring judgment upon the church. What that does is separates the true believers from the not believers, the non-believers, because he's about ready to do something in the culture. And when he starts bringing the word of truth and revives the culture, they need a place to go to get the truth. Right now, you bring somebody out from the street into the church, and half the church people believe in abortion, half the church people don't believe in the resurrection. Half of don't. So That's you- an awesome segue right over to the chair of theology. <laughs> so moving over to the chair of theology, Nicole, when we see where this social media rabbit hole goes, if there's no, if God is not in place, we've kind of watched how it goes from just body image all the way down to exploitation of the body and the stripping of man's worth. When we when, when when we look at that, what is what does God value? Man values the flesh. Man values what we can see. But what does God value? And what should we be telling young girls and young boys about sexuality? Well, I mean, God values. He he doesn't care about what we look like. You know, that's not that's not something we should prioritize at all. Um, beauty is fleeting. And I think that's one thing we need to tell young girls. But um, what was the second part of your question? Um, so what should we see about the beauty, about the physical, but then what also should we be looking at? And let me home, home in a little bit more. What is the purpose of marriage and what should we be telling children theologically? What is the purpose for marriage? Well, um, marriage, I think, first and foremost, is meant to glorify God. And so when two, two people come together, man and a woman, they become one flesh, right? They, their purpose is um, to glorify God together, to raise children, to raise disciples. And that's the only purpose for marriage. It's, it, marriage illustrates the relationship between Christ and his church. So, I mean, that's what we need to be telling children. It's not to just um, find someone that you think looks nice and then, you know, just be with them. And it's not about us. It's not about us. I appreciate the support on that, that, uh, Nicole, for for my argument. (laughs) So what we should be telling children, you know, when, when... when we teach treasury agents how to, speak, uh, how to spot a fake dollar bill, we don't actually show them fake dollar bills. No. We show them the correct one. Truth. So when we inculcate children, now, now we don't need to shelter children from what kind of evil is out there. We need to shelter them from evil, but not what kind of evil. They need to know what's out there, but we need to show them the truth. And if anything, whether it be the Instagram glory feed frenzy or it be the bottom of the hole, where now someone has given themselves over to, to someone else's control to be trafficked and exploited for money. None of that comports with God's image and God's view of a man coming over and being protecting the wife and the wife completing the man and the two coming together and becoming that, that image of Christ in the church. And so that, that's what we should be teaching our kids. I agree. And what a wonderful segue to the economic chair. Uh, speaking about money and dollar bills, uh, watch where your dollar dollar bills are going. Look at the. You need to be looking for ways to help with the sexual exploitation, and whether that be volunteering time, talking about awareness, what have you. Just if, if you have an OnlyFans account, or if you have a a a Pornhub account, 
you know, and by the way, it's, it's what, 70% of the church or 50% of the church males have, have opt to this. And I don't it, even know ad, the numbers admit, on that. Yeah, they, 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 they'll admit to it. Look, if you're funding one of these sites, you're funding the abuse of children. And by the way, we need to reconsider how we how we spend our time, and are we looking are we looking for a transactional exchange? I'm willing to give something, or an instant gratification, or am I am I yeah. seeking compensation for what should be given freely to one person as an image of the church? And you know, in in, in, let me tag on one thing there, John Arthur. I, I think you're exactly right on looking for the things to support. I think there's also an equal thing of looking for the things not to support. And that was my point. Because sure. there's, there's a lot of ways. Facebook is one. You might say, okay, well, I'm not going to support Facebook. I'm going to go over to Instagram. Mm, well, guess what you just did? Same company. It's the same company. You have to do your homework on this kind of stuff. It's no different than doing uh, um, boycotts of different things. And, and I'm okay with boycotts. I, absolutely. What do you think the left does when it comes to Christian businesses? It's the yeah. same thing. Money does speak. And, and it's a, what's really interesting is as a Christian, where am I willing to draw the line? Make sure make sure that what you're supporting and what you're doing is righteous and right and understand that these sites they run off of also ad revenue just yep. viewing it passively does support that mission that cause yep. with that said this has been kind of a dark episode i was hoping to get to some uh, b or not the b today but we are out of time i want to thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate your listenership this podcast is growing uh faster than than uh, could have imagined we're so excited we you know in the last uh uh two last 30 days we've gotten 2.3 thousand downloads uh, thank y'all so much for that. We hope that uh, we're a good outlet. And uh, if you appreciate this, go ahead and like and review, subscribe, all those good things. This, this The synopsis from this story from today will be at uh, Provoke to Reason under the Further Everyday section. ProvokeToReason.com is uh, the host for this, uh, for this podcast. And uh, leave us a comment down there if you want at, at the Provoke to Reason uh, page. For episode 17 of Further Every Day, uh, if you uh, if you have an argument that you think that we missed, tell us which share you're coming from. If you hate our guts and you you think we did a very bad job and we're very very bad Christians, go ahead and leave a comment there and uh, make sure you hit that uh, dislike button twice. With that said, thank you so much for joining us. As always, love you very much. Amen. Catch you next week. Thank, thank you guys. You. Bye.